Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for November 21st, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, a plan in which he intends to establish a government that shall rule with him at the end of time. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to share these videos with your, fam your family and friends, and if there is a notification icon, I'd like you to go ahead and hit that notification icon, the bell, so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I also want you to encourage you to subscribe to our channel, both here on YouTube and on our Facebook page, Emerging Temple. So you go to Facebook and look for Emerging Temple, that's our handle, and please like our videos and share them with your friends and family. You can also communicate with us via that medium or through the chat section here on YouTube. If you'd like to support us, I encourage you to visit our website, www.templeoftruth.us, and also you can go to patreon.com where you can seek our handle, look for our handle, Emerging Temple, and there you'll be able to support us to keep the show on the air and to help us with our equipment, etc. Okay, um, for the last few days, we've been talking about the heavenly Jerusalem, the temple that's coming from above, and um, we've uh, began to see that, you know, what we've been trying to accomplish was to give us clarity on um, the end times, what some people refer to as eschatology, trying to give clarity on what the scriptures tell us about the end times, how we ought to conduct ourselves to be found worthy to rule with him in the kingdom that he shall establish. Um, and today we want to continue in that same spirit. Um, but now, more specifically, what the individual you know, can expect. You know, often um, before I became a Christian, people would meet me and they would, you know, want to talk to me about the Lord. Of course, you know, you didn't want to hear it, but one of the, their, their favorite phrases would be, um, hey, brother, are you saved? And, you know, of course, sometimes something inside of you knew that, you know, you were not right with God. But I didn't really understand, you know, what they meant by, are you saved? You know, um, I felt I was born a Christian. And so if salvation was, you know, from, you know, was being a Christian, I thought, well, I had it you know, in my head, but in my heart, I knew, you know, something wasn't right. But thanks be to God, at his appointed time, he opened my eyes and I came to understand the need for a savior. I came to understand the, the wretchedness of my own condition. And I was able to find peace with God by, you know, having faith in what the word of God said about Jesus Christ. And it made sense, you know, that he came of because of the sin of Adam that had passed through Adam down to me, and that not because I had done anything wrong, but just the fact that I was descended from Adam, I'd inherited that, that nature that caused me to have enmity with God. And so in that sense, I became born again. I became a new person and I was saved. So I received salvation. Well, what I didn't know was that there was another salvation that is to be revealed at the end of time. And as I came, you know, on my own through the grace of God began to learn, I ran into other people also who began to see the same 
you know, understanding that there was something more that, you know, becoming a Christian is almost like, you know, getting a, a ticket to go watch a movie. You know, you can buy the ticket and, you know, just hang out at the gate. You know, you never actually go in to sit down, eat your popcorn, watch the movie and, you know, experience, you know, the movie. And that's what has happened to a lot of people. They don't really have, we're not really experiencing what has been bought, you know, what has been paid for for us. And the end of this experience is another salvation, okay? And what is that salvation? Today, we're going to take a look at it, and we're going to be able to come to have an understanding of the second salvation. And not every Christian is going to inherit this. It's going to be available to those who hear this message and believe what we're saying about this salvation and about this message, okay? It's not saying that you're not going to make it to heaven. This is more than heaven. This is beyond heaven. You remember yesterday we looked and we saw where it said he saw the heavenly Jerusalem as a bride coming down from God out of heaven. Okay? And I said only a unique few are permitted into this heavenly Jerusalem. Okay? So today we're going to find out about the second salvation. So as I often do, I want us to you know, go through the scripture so you don't just rely on my word. Let's begin with the book of um, 1 Peter. So we'll look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Right? Let's take a look at 1 Peter, okay? So we'll read it from verse 1 to 5, okay? 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 1 to 5. All right, so it says, Peter and this is the Apostle Peter writing to the church. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So he's greeting us, okay? He says, Blessed, this is verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. That means there's something in the realm of the Spirit that is reserved for you, and you can appropriate that now. Okay, verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So there is a salvation that is going to be revealed in the last time. Okay, so using this as our springboard, we now know from the Apostle Peter that there is a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, we've talked about the, the, the terror and the, and the tumult that's going to overcome the earth pretty soon. And we've encouraged you to do what you can to provide, um, to prepare by providing food and you know, security and all kinds of things for your family because we're coming to a time of anarchy and hardship world over. There will be no place that's really safe, 
Okay, we've talked to you about all these things and we've given you guidance on how to prepare for these things. Okay, go look for our older videos, watch them, they're dated and follow so you can catch up and know how to prepare. Okay, now we're, go we're looking at what has will happen at the end for those who overcome and who's, who succeed. Now, when I say overcome, doesn't mean, you know, you didn't die, you weren't per persecuted, you didn't suffer. That's what I mean. I mean, you knew the vision, you knew the way, and you stayed the course, okay? So we're going to look now into the Revelation, um, and it's going to be the cha chapter 19, okay? Revelation chapter 19. Let's take a look at that, and let's see. Okay, Revelation chapter 19, we're going to read it from verse 1 to 10. And this is the Apostle John, he says, And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Okay? For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of the servants of his servants at her hand. Okay, who is this great whore? This great whore is the church system. The church system, of not of, yes, not just of the Christian churches, okay, but it's also the religious system of the world. Okay, the great whore is the spirit that controls religion. Whether it's the Muslim religion, whether it's the Christian religion, whether it's the Buddhist, whether it's the Hindu, whether it's Sikh, whatever it is, this this great whore is symbolic of religion, okay? And it has come to affect not only all these religions, but even the people who have faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Those who are not of the Christian religion, but of the Christian faith. Okay, there's a difference. There's a difference between the Christian religion and the Christian faith. Remember, I gave you my testimony. How before I became a Christian, I thought I was born a Christian. Okay, so I'm not going to belabor that issue right now. Just, okay, it was just to give you some understanding. Okay, all right, so let's continue. Verse 3, and it says, and again, they said, Alleluia. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. Well, the twenty-four elders, remember yesterday we spoke about the significance of the number twelve. Okay? So here we see the number twenty-four, which is what? A multiple of twelve again. And I said to you, twelve in all its shapes and forms in which it comes, whether it's as a number 12, as a number 24, as a number 144, as a number 144,000, okay? Whatever it is, it, it's always pointing to the divine government, okay? The spiritual government of God, of people who are chosen by God to rule, okay? And you see here, it says, and the four beasts. The four beasts here represent the four aspects of the suke, of the soul, okay? In another video, some other time, I'm going to break that down. Just suffice it to say that the four aspects of the soul is what the Bible refers to as the four beasts, which are your desires, your emotions, your will, and your mind. And they're typified by the imagery of a lion, an eagle, 
a calf if it's in the New Testament or an ox if it's in the Old Testament and the face of a man okay some other time I'll let you know which one you know belongs to which but that's what it's talking about here so these are the souls of people crying out to Jesus and the collective of the people of God's government the 24 elders crying out to Jesus and praising him for what he has accomplished for us okay now verse 5 says and the voice came out of the throne saying praise our God all ye his servants and ye that fear him both small and great verse 6 and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thundering saying hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready now friends for those of you who have been following us following our message who is the wife of the lamb remember we saw where it says he saw the heavenly jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride for the bridegroom okay this is the beautiful church the church without spot and wrinkle this is the the, the remember the the beautiful virgin that was pregnant with a child okay and her feet above the moon for those of you who've been following okay if you haven't been following then you probably don't know what we're talking about go look for our prior videos so you can you know you can catch up with all the others okay all right okay verse um eight and he, let's see yeah verse eight and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints okay and he and by the way righteousness means right standing with god okay and that comes through faith not based on good good things that you do okay good good things are good they give you brownie points but they don't give you salvation okay verse 9 and he said unto me write blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the lamb and he said unto me these are the true saints of god remember we saw yesterday where it says the man invited some people and when the wedding feast came he sent his servants to tell them hey remember that invitation you got well it's tomorrow or oh, well, it's today and everybody started giving excuses they didn't show up for the wedding okay so here's the wedding you're looking at it right now okay verse 10 and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. You notice here that this person speaking says he is the fellow servant of John and he is one of his brethren. Okay? So I'm not going to go too, you know, too much into that point, but I want you that to let you know that that's a significant statement that that angel makes there. Okay. Now we can see that at the end of time, some people are receiving something. Some people are receiving some kind of glory, some kind of salvation. You can see it. But when you go further, you find out that it describes the qualities of these people and what made them worthy to receive this blessing to receive this place of honor remember this is a different salvation now okay now i i think we should look at one more scripture 
and look at this other scripture and we'll come back and then we'll begin to wrap up you know what we've been talking about okay so let's look at the book of romans and we we'll look at romans chapter 8 okay let's look at romans chapter 8 okay verse 22 and 23 so this is apostle paul he says for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together up until now and not only it or not only they but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves grown within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body all right now listen Paul is saying that there's another redemption that we are waiting for, okay? But not only us, the natural creation, the innocent birds and the trees and the plants and the air and the ozone layer and all of that, they're all waiting for a redemption, for God to bring change. But you know what, friends? The only being that has a choice of whether or not they will receive this redemption that is to come are human beings okay all these birds and animals and all these things they don't have a choice god has granted it to them they're going to receive it because they don't have the free will you and i have and god is going to grant them redemption some of us are not going to have it because we're going to reject it because we refuse to believe this message you know i want you to think about something the prophet elijah he prophesied that there was going to be a famine in the land of Israel. And even he himself at the point in time almost died of hunger. And God said to him, go to a certain brook and you will drink water there. And he went there and he drank water there. And his thirst was quenched. And then God said, I will send a raven to bring food to you. And a raven brought you know, food to him and he ate. Now notice the river obeyed God and gave the prophet water to drink. The raven obeyed God and brought food to the prophet. And when that finished, God sent him to a widow in a place called Zarephath. And the Bible says when Elijah the prophet arrived there, he saw this widow and said to her, Woman, give me to eat. Remember, God told him that he had commanded the woman to feed Elijah when he comes. Now, if God has told her, you would expect that she is sitting down there waiting for Elijah to arrive. But you'll be surprised what happens when Elijah shows up and says, woman, give me to eat. She said to him, he said, oh, sir, I have nothing. All I have here is this little bread or cake and this little oil here for me and my son to eat. And then we're going to die. And Elijah said to her, you will not die. Give me to eat first. Now, I want you to understand, if that was you, what would you say to him? Wouldn't you say, this is some crazy pastor who wants to dupe me of my money. Look, I'm about to die. This is the last thing I have for my child and I to eat. And he wants to even take that from me. But the Bible says she was not from Israel. She was not an Israelite woman. Jesus said there were many widows in Israel, but God didn't send Elijah to them but yet he sent to a widow of Zarephath. So those of you who are hearing this message, today you are like the widow of Zarephath, if you are believing what is being said. Because that woman had to believe 
something inside of her that outside of her she doubted. And guess what happened? After she gave Elijah the, the cake to eat, Elijah asked her, do you have any empty drums here? And she brought some drums. She said, that's not enough. Go and borrow more drums from your neighbors. And she brought these big, big drums. And he took the little, the little cup of oil that was left and told her to get her son to pour it into the big drums. And guess what? The thing never ended. It just kept pouring. And when they'd run out of drums, really the son said, Mom, all the drums are full. No more drums. It says the oil stopped immediately. Now, why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because this message is like that oil. Okay? And you are like that woman. If you are hearing this message, you're not hearing it because you're hearing my voice. You're hearing it because God himself has already spoken inside of you. The question is whether you're going to doubt yourself and believe God. Whether you're going to doubt everybody else will believe God. The Apostle Paul said, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Okay? And what we're saying is this, that there is uh, there is a hope in front of us. There is an objective in front of us. There is something else for us that is near. And that we can, by our conduct, begin to make preparation now to be found worthy, to grasp, to grab, and to appropriate what God has reserved, according to the Apostle Peter, in heaven for us. And when you read Peter said, reserved in heaven for you, you think he's saying that when you die and go to heaven, you'll get it. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that there's something right now that is in the spiritual realm that is there for you to be able to grab and to appropriate. But what tools do you use to appropriate it? The tool you use to appropriate it is belief. It's whether or not you believe what you're hearing. And everything I have said to you, I have said to you with accompanying scripture, for what reason then do you have to doubt? Huh? For what reason then do you have to doubt? You know that you're hearing something you've never heard before, but it is accompanied from the same Bible you've read every day, but you never saw it. But now you're seeing it loud and clear. If you believe, you're not just going to go, hmm, nice message. Oh, I learned something today. You're going to share these videos with other people. You're going to support this work, okay, if you can. You're going to do everything in your power to get this message out there. You're going to share it with people. You're going to put it on your webpage. You're going to put it on your emails. You're going to send it to your family and friends. And you're going to try to understand it because this is what those who love God all over the world, who are Christians, who are believers, and even some people who are not believers, this is what you have been crying for. You've been looking for something that means something. You knew there was more to this thing, but you've been a captive under the Babylon, under that woman that we read about, okay, that had held God's people bound. And now you're being set free by the truth. And Jesus Christ says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And this truth is coming to you and you're feeling it. You're knowing that, yes, I'm onto something, but are you just going to hear this word and keep it to yourself? Or are you going to hear this word and do what Jesus said, which is preach this gospel to every creature? Look, share this word, okay? 
And if there's questions you have for clarity, I have said it often and I'll say it again. Email us, write us, visit our Facebook page at the Emerging Temple, okay? And remember what I said, if you go there, you get to Emerging Temple, I want you to not only you know, like the videos, I want you to also subscribe, okay? Subscribe, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, I want you to subscribe, okay? Because that helps us pop up, you know, on people's feed and timelines, you know, as something that they might be interested in, okay? So please don't just watch the videos and move on. Share, like them, okay? Well, I want to thank you for your time. Um, you have seen today that there are at least two salvations. The salvation you received the day you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and a salvation, according to Peter, that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Thank you so much for your time. Please support us at um, patreon.com, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Um, if there's any questions to what we have spoken about, remember what I said, email us, go to the comment section, and you know, post your comments, ask questions. If you want to contribute, please be respectful, but be, feel free to make your contributions. This is Michael Obey again saying good night and thank you for your time.